you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how was your weekend? It was fine. I, I spent it with... Um, Pretty much family all weekend, mm-hmm. um, which is a good thing. It's mm-hmm. holiday season, so I'm tired currently. Mm-hmm. So you may not get Shanae, typical Shanae. I got to be <laughs> honest with you, I'm tired. <laughs> you get a milder version, mm-hmm. chiller version. I'm tired. But this weekend was very, I'll say, productive. It was a lot of, you know, we planned... For next year, I plan things for next year. So this weekend, though I did get drunk this weekend as well. Um, <laughs> outside of that, uh, it was very productive and planning for the next year for that to be successful and you know for us to see the growth that we want to see in the new year. Right. <laughs> so you have any media for us? I'm going to keep it brief because I'm tired. Okay. Um, congratulations to Joe Button. Yes. And Sin, they had their son. Woo-hoo. I love them um, so much. So I know they were very both excited. Mm-hmm. And congratulations to the new parents. I hope he's happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. I wonder when they'll get married. And she made a, a comment saying, oh, I'm so thankful for my husband. So everyone was thinking... Where they already married. But the thing is, I do know plenty of couples who reference themselves like that, but yeah. they're not really. So, they could be, they could not be. I have a feeling that they would get themselves VH1 special. I was about to say, they that. are extra. Okay. So. so, I just feel like if they was getting married, you best believe there's Y'all some sort of docu-series. It's going to be a docu-series for the proposal. Like <laughs> be some docu-series, VH, VH1, yeah. Sin and Joe gets married. I, yeah. I just don't believe be extra. Mona is not cutting him a check for that. I don't believe <laughs> I just don't believe that's not going to happen. So I don't know if it would be a special, but I do know it'll be extra because they're both extra. No, I think there would be. You think so? Because mm-hmm. he just always talks so, so badly about um, Love & Hip Hop now. He was on it. Yeah, so but he she. Like, that's a difference between doing Love & Hip Hop and doing their own special mm-hmm. where they can create their own narrative. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between that. Mm-hmm. And while... He has his talk show. She has her clothing line. They're always going to look for a check. They don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if they had some sort of docu-series special mm-hmm. or anything like that. Because you best believe, one, if they did a special, they got EP credit. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Which means you're getting double checks. Yeah. I don't, I mean... And Mona is in so much more than the love and hip hop band. Oh yeah, cause she so, did the escape. Um, exactly, and she's working show. on them with the movie. Yeah, and she's their like manager. Yeah, so she was their manager for a while. So I was just like, I absolutely could believe them doing a uh, special. Mm-hmm. Cause why not? Yeah, and they are reality TV stars. Yeah, yeah, definitely. you know. Um. So, you know why when they said Karichi was dating, what's-his-face from the Migos? Mm-hmm. She's dating 
Victor Cruz. Oh, okay. That's her new man. Oh, got you. Okay. okay. So they make a, you know. Yeah. They make a cute couple. Mm-hmm. We'll see how they work out. <laughs> and I'm sorry. No, you're all good. Because I'm looking. <clears throat> I have my stuff. I'm just scanning. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, shout out to Oprah. She'd be the first African-American woman to receive the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the uh, Golden Globes. So I just want to give her an honorable mention because I love her. Yes. Then I also want to talk about, we don't really get political, but the Democrat, Doug Jones, won mm-hmm. in Alabama. And I just thought that was awesome because there hasn't been a Democrat yeah. in that seat for, I think they said, 25 years that or is, so. Yeah. So it's just a, I just thought that was dope. And black people made it happen. And so I just, I felt good about that because I think it's important to see things like that because a lot of people think their vote doesn't count. And it really does. Mm -hmm. And I think we also, a lot of times, don't think about the local government that really impacts you the most. So I just wanted to highlight that to say it does count and it Mm -hmm. can matter because look what they did. Look what black people did in Alabama. Right. And hopefully... He does what he says he's going to do. Right. And, and if he does it, I hope with, they hold him accountable for that Right, as well. and I hope he's responsible with his platform. So, right. getting out of that. Um, next, I want to talk about Russell Simmons. Mm-hmm. You know, several accusers have come to light. Um, <sighs> he... And he... How and he's handling this is rubbing me the wrong way. And I like Russell he's, Simmons. It started off... I felt like, okay, now he's going to a place where... Is I don't know. It's starting to be weird because he started the "Not Me" campaign. Yeah, like sir, and he's <laughs> wanting to do. He did a polygraph and yeah. wants to, um, wanting to release those mm-hmm. results. And it's just, I I don't know if silence is the best when you're accused. I don't know what the best way is. But he I ain't. can't say. <laughs> but it's starting to look weird it's not a not me campaign and, and then it's starting to look weird. i was having a conversation with somebody about polygraph polygraph when you pass a polygraph test it usually means that one you know how to keep yourself you know calm under pressure or two that you really don't think that you did anything wrong that doesn't necessarily mean that he didn't do anything wrong it just means that he legit doesn't think that what he did was wrong so that doesn't prove that he's innocent at all but i just don't like how he's handling this, whether it's true or false, a freaking not me campaign that's basically like all lives mattering, the Me Too campaign. Like, no, yeah. no, Russell. Mm-mm. So, also, Tavis Smiley was accused. Yeah. And I said, Jesus Christ. I said, is anyone keeping their and hands to themselves? The guy with the ponytail from the chew, but he was always look creepy to me. But I just felt like, <laughs> what is going on? I, man? If people getting called out, hands to themselves. No, they clearly can't. Um, I thought that was. I was like, oof. You know, I was like, geez. Every time you turn around, you're hearing of a new, you know, case. And I know why some people think people are just jumping on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. I also think that these are very real possibilities in that industry, in that world. Yes. Um, and I think. I think it's something that you have to take a look at. I don't know what's true and what's not, but mm-hmm. I do believe, you 
know they say with a smoke that's fire. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everyone accused may not have done anything, but it's been proven right. for quite a bit that it is indeed true. And like, so you know, I think that. if anything, it shows how things one get covered up in the industry, and two, how much wrong is just accepted as a part of being is a part of the culture, being in, like part the of Hollywood. The, world. Yeah, when it's like you don't gotta accept this. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that um, it's, like, now hopefully changing what it is acceptable Because um, it behavior. should be, I'll say with just acting in, in that world, it should be about talent. It should yeah. be about what someone can do for you, vice versa. And mm-hmm. even in the music industry, you know, people will say, oh, she slept for tracks. It shouldn't have to be any about that. It should right. be about talent. I don't know if... I personally don't think this will change certain people. That's true. Um, but yeah. hopefully it will. You know, yeah. highlighting that yeah. can make people feel... You know, and once again, like I said, not we don't typically do a lot of politics, but we have to talk about net... Net neutrality. So... um. I'm sorry, I was trying to find my article. So we know that is going on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people had a lot of thoughts. And a lot of people are thinking wrong stuff. And a lot of but... people are ignorant about <laughs> it. Like, so no, I do want to encourage everyone, because I'm not going to sit here and be a spokesperson, because I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. I do think you should research and really yes. um, see what the what it means, right. what the repeal means, what states are taking to rectify it. I know mm-hmm. Maryland's on the list yeah. of states, and yeah. states are joining. Um, and, and really... Do your research to understand what's going on yeah. and why it can impact us. Mm-hmm. I think some of the scenarios that people are saying are extreme. Talking about charging two dollars to search on Google, like come on, that, I, that's what I said. Like, don't be you're going too far. Or fifteen dollars for Twitter. That's Y'all what I'm saying. Like... They're going too far. <laughs> and let's be clear, Twitter has already has not been in good financials. Period. I don't want you to think that anyone's paying fifteen dollars. You know I mean? And let's be clear, because I'm gonna put because you out know there. Instagram like to steal ideas. Instagram will co- <laughs> they will come up with an idea that take replace Twitter so fast for that's free. That's what I'm saying. I just was Please. like. And let's be clear, because um, someone, I saw a tweet said she going to be tricking to keep her social uh, media. Shame on you. Because <laughs> Not tricking for social media. If you're going to trick, I will hope it's for something else. Okay? <laughs> paying your student for loans. Rent. Paying your rent. <laughs> a Louis bag. I would prefer anything than to hear someone say they about to be <laughs> tricking for social media. Let me tell you something. The day somebody charged me to get on Facebook and Instagram, well, that was it, folks. <laughs> If you got my number, text me. Right. That's what that means. Okay. Unless my income. All right. Unless I got it like that. Unless my output. But I'm just saying, if you ain't got my number, I don't know what to tell you (laughs) because I'm not about to be doing that. Mm-mm-mm. So that's all I got. We're going to keep it light. It's the holiday season. I did want to add two more things. K Michelle's. I album. hate when you do this. What? We got to speak before. I put it in our chat. <laughs> so what? You know, I don't remember this. I guess I can't say that's it. I have to say, Sydney, do you have anything to add? That's what you add? usually do. All right. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> I don't feel like I ever say, Sydney, do you have anything to usually add? Usually you do. Well, um, well, I'm finished. <laughs> K. Michelle's album um, came out this week. I like it a lot. My favorite song is God Loves Sex and Drugs. I feel like it sounds kind of 
country-ish? No. It sounds a little, it has like a little country twang to it, and I like it. Um, but I like her album overall. I feel like, um, I feel like it's showing a little bit of a different side of K-Michelle, and I, I'm, I'm digging it. I enjoy it. And then the second thing is just Cayenne. They, I feel like reality TV is really trying to um, pull me back in because now I'm going to have to watch Love and Hip Hop New York. Who's Cayenne? She's a rapper. Um, I mean, she's she's had only had mixtapes, so like she's not signed or anything. But she had, um, her mixtape is called, was well, called, it's like years old, Wolf of All Streets. But she's joining Love and Hip Hop New York. So she, I think tomorrow as in Monday, because I know her post said next Monday, so I'm guessing tomorrow. She'll be um, joining the cast of Love and Hip Hop New See, York. See, the problem is, first of all, the cast is too big. Well, yeah, it's it like is mad twenty people. different people yeah. and twenty different storylines that mm-hmm. you can't really follow. Mm-hmm. So and see, I haven't watched it. It's in gotten so, so much many worse. years. It's gotten so much that I have no clue. But I just saw she was joining. I'm like, oh well, F, now I, I gotta watch because I love her. On. 20 minutes, not even 20. She'll be on five minutes. <laughs> I was going to say 20 minutes, good job. Five minutes, and mm-hmm. the rest of the episode will be by everybody else. And that's because what... the, they, it's so choppy because there's so many different people. I felt like loving hip hop has gone down the drain. That's what, so this other, she's a model, and her, um, her fiance at the time, they're not together anymore. He's a DJ, and they were going to join the cast, and she just kept saying, like, she felt like because it was so many people that, Honestly, you get five minutes unless you have a lot of drama. And they were engaged. She was pregnant. Now she has a baby. She was like, I don't want to have to have drama just to get, you know, TV time. It's, it's not fake. worth it. It's yeah. so fake now. So yeah. staged where before, maybe they put in, you know, either it could be A, it was less staged, or two, they just had put more effort to make it more real. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, it's such a, it's literally... A soap opera. And that's kind of what made me stop watching it. Because living in Atlanta, it's like you hear on the radio, oh, they're recording at this restaurant, come down at this time if you want to be in the restaurant. Why they fussing at each other, basically. That's what I'm saying. It got to be so fake. Yeah, and I'm like, that's what turned me off. Forget it. So I haven't seen Love and Hip Hop in a while. I'm going to watch it just because I love her. Love and Hip Hop Miami is starting. Yeah. With like Trina and oh, Trick yeah. Daddy and yeah. um, there's just like because that's the one that the model was supposed like to be Afro Latina. She's she like rap singing and mm-hmm. some of the people that I have not heard of, but I've heard that are local artists that are more notable. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I would think Trina and Trick Daddy would be playing these games, but typically right. the big stars aren't in drama. No way. Yeah, they they are basically to bring the audience. Yeah, they don't really be. <laughs> They don't really be doing nothing. Yeah, so. so I'll watch it to see, you know, how Cayenne's storyline is going to play out or whatever. Um, and I'm still, you know, I can't wait till Tiana. Girl, you got months. Calm come. down. I know. It comes out in February, right? I'm waiting. It comes out on my birthday. Okay, yeah. Wonderful. That's a good way to remember it. <laughs> that was all I had to add. So... We had a question of the week. We didn't get a lot of responses. I know. I don't know what's what's going on with y'all. What what happened? Before it was that we didn't post it on the right day. Now what's wrong? Y'all did not like our questions. Hold Maybe up. we only got two. Jenny, the question was, "What's the worst gift you've ever received, and what did you do with it?" Jenny underscore rocks. 
Um, I got a hair tie one year, confused because it was from the coach store. Just because it's name brand doesn't mean buy it. I'm happy with 10 for one ninety nine hair ties at Beauty For You. Cost effective. Um, 20 underscore something life. For our big gifts from Santa, my sister got a cell phone and I got a chair. It wasn't Ooh. even comfortable. <laughs> That's a mess. Right. Like, thanks for the chance. How'd she get a... I don't know. I mean... I do wonder if there was an age gap. But still, I feel like <laughs> even if she was a kid, mm-hmm. she was younger, and it wasn't her age to have a cell phone, I would think, I would hope <laughs> that more creativ- creativity could be shown. Mm-hmm. A chair? Why would a kid ever ask for a chair? <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't have liked that gift either. Have you ever gotten a bad gift? I th- I think we talked about this. I said yeah, um, we have briefly. I think it was like their hat and scarf, and it wasn't oh, materials, yeah. and I traded it for a robe mm-hmm. that I because you was wearing it that episode that we was recording. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me think. I I feel like the bad gifts I've gotten like. It's like, I got clothes that were too small, and it's like, um, thanks. And it didn't come with a gift receipt, which mm. makes it worse. Because mm. then, like, it literally just ends up sitting in my closet because I can't fit the ish. But I really liked it, which made it worse because I was, like, obsessed with Tweety Bird. And it was, like, some shorts with Tweety on. And I was like, oh. But I couldn't fit the ish, and then there was no gift receipt. And I'm like, great. So I have clothes that I like but can't, can't fit. fit. So then, you know, it became a goal pair of shorts that I never effing got into and just ended up giving the issues away. Do you need me to buy you Tweety shorts? <laughs> no. Okay. no. No, I'm okay. I don't even know if they, like, would make Tweety shorts in my size at this point because that was when I was, like, much younger. But... You just seemed passionate about it. Because they were like, really cute shorts. Do I need to find Tweety <laughs> shorts for you now? <laughs> no, I'm okay. Because I would only probably wear them in the house, like... I wouldn't wear them out and about. Whereas back then, I would have definitely worn them out and about. So, our topic this week is about active listening. And what are some ways that you can ensure that, you know, when you're having conversations, whether serious or not, that you're actively listening and understanding and hearing um, what the other person is saying. So, I think Shanae has an article for us. So, um, we can give this link mm-hmm. it's on the balance.com. Okay. It says active listening is the process by which an individual secures information from another individual group. The active element involves taking steps to draw out information that might not otherwise be shared. Even if you yourself are the person being interviewed for a job or an opportunity, Think of active listening as being the golden opportunity to interview. So kind of like, I guess that's an example of the approach. Mm -hmm. So they're saying like active listening is critical thinking and it's problem solving. So do you feel like you're an active listener? I feel like it depends on the person, unfortunately. And it's something that I'm trying to work on. But I think... Sometimes when a person is talking, you already have like an idea what they're going to say. And so you already like jump to 
preparing your rebuttal. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's not necessarily the best way to have a discussion. But I think it's maybe my bias against certain people. Whereas other people, I'm like very much so in tune and listening. And usually that's because I literally don't know what their response is going to be. Um, and so it's not like I'm just trying to jump to whatever my response is. I'm listening to understand what they're saying. Do you think you're an active listener? Yeah, I do for the most part. Mm-hmm. I try to, if I don't understand, I try to clarify. Mm-hmm. Is this what you meant? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. If I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's gotten worse now. Like, I feel like I ask more questions mm-hmm. when someone is talking to me because I want to clearly understand what they're trying to say especially if it's a Sinead you hurt my feelings or right I felt like you did this and I didn't like it then I want to be a hundred percent sure that I'm understanding mm-hmm. what your beef is basically right. right now whether or not I do anything about it is <laughs> it's a whole nother different yeah I was gonna say, that's but I'm gonna hear you out <laughs> I'm you listen to it. You know, something that frustrates me, though, is when, like, people tell you that you're not actively listening. And when it's like, no, I heard and understood what you said. I just didn't agree with you. I guess that's when you got to say that. Yeah. I mean, people, I would, I mean. Because that's so annoying. It's like, no, you wasn't listening. I'm like, no, I was listening. You said this, 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 and this. Now what I'm saying to you is this. But they think if you don't agree or if you respond a certain way that you didn't hear them. It's like, no, I heard you. You don't got to repeat yourself. <laughs> like, thank you. So that's like one of my, that's actually like a pet peeve of mine. It's like, don't tell me I wasn't listening just because I said something that you don't agree with. I'm listening. I heard what you said. But. I yeah, <laughs> I get that. Mm-hmm. I, I guess my thought is when people say you're not listening to me, I think sometimes it's because I think partly is if you go immediately to the rebuttal, it's like mm-hmm. you're not even you're just trying to get your point out. Yeah. I think there's a way to respond that shows that you're actively listening as well. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's what people need mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says examples of active listening um, includes building trust trust, mm-hmm. and establishing a rapport. Hmm. So they have an example just saying, tell me what I can do to help. I'm here for you. So I guess it's saying that a part of listening is to, I guess, have a baseline of trust or a baseline of openness going into a conversation, I would think. Yeah. Because sometimes, especially when there's hurt feelings or you feel like trust has been broken. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said before, people can go in things on defense mode. So they're not listening. They're not. Right. It's just more about what can I say Mm -hmm. to prove that I'm right and you're wrong. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, They also say demonstrating concern. So once again, saying, I think that's, you know, just saying that you care and I feel like even if you don't agree you can still demonstrate that you care mm-hmm. um and Sadie and I talked about this last night when it's okay to not understand why you hurt someone's feelings I know that sounds weird but sometimes you're not right but it's not okay mm-hmm. to dismiss it right 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 I think it is okay to say you know it's okay to even say I'm having a hard time to understand why this hurt you mm-hmm. because then 
maybe that person can switch it up and bring it to you so that you can understand. understand. Yeah. And even when and even if they explain it another way and you like why get it and you may think she's overreacting mm-hmm. instead of or he mm-hmm. instead of saying, Well, I mean, that was my intent, you're overreacting, you could say that wasn't your intent and say, But I see that this upsets you. Right. Right. And that's when both of you mm-hmm. can come to a place to be in a create boundaries or a zone for each other where this doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And that involves both people because then it's on the person who was hurting to say that wasn't their intent. What are some adjustments I can make right. in the way I react to certain things? Right. And what are some things that that person can do to further comfort you mm-hmm. so you can know that, so that those type of situations don't happen again. So I feel like that that's a part of having some care because yeah. I feel like I've heard people's feelings where I felt like, I really didn't do anything wrong. However, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that I didn't hurt their feelings. If that's what they feel, then whatever I said or did, did impact them in some way. Right. Now, whether it was an intent, that's something totally different. Right. And um, that's why I think a good practice for active listening is somewhat kind of what you said before, the repeating it back and repeating it back how you heard it. Because... You can say one thing, and I may understand that to mean something completely different. So, repeating it back to be like, okay, I just want to make sure I'm understanding, and I want to show that I do care about what you're saying. And um, and so, repeating it back sometimes is very helpful, because it's like, yes, that's exactly what I mean. And the other person may even be able to put the words together better than, you know, the person that was hurt can. And that was the next one. Oh, Paraphrasing okay. to show understanding. Okay. So, once again kind of reiterating what they said. So mm-hmm. it's like, Sydney, you hurt my feelings because mm-hmm. you talked about my mother mm-hmm. and I'm going to pop you if you do that again. <laughs> right. And so you would be like, you I said you're going to pop you know, me because... I spoke about your mother and that right. upset you. Right. And if I continue, you're going to pop me. Right. <laughs> and then for me to go, yes, that is what I said. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and But I noticed... Sometimes it's like, sometimes it's hard to put why you're hurt into words. And so people be like, I don't know why I just feel some type of way. But what I found to be helpful is like they have, and it's a bunch of them, but they have lists of feeling words. And so like, it'll be like anger at the top and then like all these words that may describe anger or whatever. Sometimes that's helpful to then kind of communicate what you're really feeling. Because just saying you feel some type of way doesn't necessarily um, bring across what you're really feeling. And so it may be harder for the other person to empathize or sympathize with you. So I think sometimes just finding the right word to be like, I feel hurt. Like, so it puts more emphasis on what you actually feel instead of just saying, oh, I feel some type of way. Mm. Sure. Um. Then they talked about Nonverbal cues, so your body language. So mm-hmm. that is a big. I know for me, if I'm especially if I'm telling someone they hurt my feelings or I'm bothered by something, if they're not looking at me, if they yeah. like look like they're, you know, have an attitude, yeah. or they feel like hurry up. Mm-hmm. That's gonna put me on defense, mm-hmm. and so then I don't feel like I'm articulated nicely <laughs> as, right. as understanding. So I think it's important to stay neutral. 
you know, you know, they talked about, you know, nodding your head and making eye contact, leaning inward to show that you do care and you are trying to hear a person out. Right. You know, negative body language, you know, crossing your arms over your body, not mm-hmm. looking at them. Mm-hmm. Um, having expressions of like irritation that doesn't help anybody, yeah. especially people who may have a hard time expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, it's the golden rule: like, do to others as you would, you know, do to them. If you were feeling some type of way or angry or sad, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. You want to be. You wouldn't want to be sitting across from a person who's like not interested, not interested, right. not paying attention, right? On um, their phone, doing whatever. Because then it's like, well, why am I even talking to you? <laughs> and for me, that's when I shut down. I'm just like, all right, because clearly you don't care. So I'm just going to not talk to you about it and either go complain to somebody else or just keep it in the side, which is not good. So but. another one is asking specific questions to seek clarification. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes, me and Cindy both do this. We'll ask for examples. Yes, I do that all the time. Yeah. Um, like if I'm like just bother me I don't like when you do this mm. she'll be like well, when did I do it <laughs> and sometimes I have examples yeah. and sometimes I don't yeah. and I like last night we were talking about something totally different yeah. I was like I don't I know you like examples I don't have any like, I just <laughs> made it clear I just said it I was like I don't have any right now Um, and sometimes I don't but yeah. I, I do try to come with, I don't like to call it evidence, but, yeah, but I, I kind of like to come, if I'm, I kind of like to come, <laughs> I like to come to the, ooh, I like to have, um, examples prepared of so. whatever behavior <laughs> that is making me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't want to say that word. <laughs> But no, like that does really, 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 because I do that with everybody I ask for examples. That truly helps me because if someone's like, oh, you did it on this day when we was at such and such, such and such, and I'm like, hmm, okay, you're absolutely right. Because I can now go back to that day and whatever happened and actually go through in my head what I did, what I said. And I'm like, okay, you're right. But sometimes when there's not examples, I'm like, yo, you're just pulling this out of your butt. Like, <laughs> well, I'll say sometimes I don't have examples, but. I'm not saying it to say it. I know. Yeah. And so I think sometimes... And that's where the trust comes from. It does. Because it's like, I, think, I know that, and I know sometimes you just can't figure it out in example. But I also think that's why you have to talk to someone. You can't wait. Because the one thing I will say that I'm not a good active listener when someone is bringing something to me and mm. it's like months old. Oh, yeah. Um, I have to be honest, I'm still working on that. Because for me, it's like, you took... Five, six months mm-hmm. to tell me you were mad. So this whole time, you've been like faking like we cool, but mm-hmm. low-key, you've been mad with me. My care tends to go out the window a lot quicker because if we were so cool, mm-hmm. you should have been disgusted with me. And I think the difficulty with that is you. most people remember significant events so if you hurt me of course i'm going to remember every detail about what happened that day if you think everything is fine 
you may not remember anything. So then if I bring it up months later, you like, I don't even remember what we did that day. But me being the hurt one, I remember every single detail. So that's what makes it harder when you do wait to bring up an issue that you have with someone. Because if it was a significant and a significant event to them, then they not going to remember the details. But the reason for me, I don't care at a certain point is because you cannot sit up here mm-hmm. and act like we so cool and you're so hurt by something. Right. And you was in my face for months, smiling, acting like nothing's wrong. Uh-huh. And now bringing me some checklists of things. You did this to me and it's like, then why, if it hurt you so bad, what took you so long to say it? And how could you act like everything was cool? Because then I think that's phony. Mm-hmm. And so now, while I'll hear you out, I don't trust you now. And I understand that, but I think sometimes people don't want to bring things up right away because, one, they may just be like, all right, I'll just deal with it and get over it. Or they may bring it up later because they realize that it's a pattern. So, like, I understand why you want them to bring them up right away. Like, all of that makes sense, but I... Feel like I also understand being the person that's hurt, and it's like, especially because of how I am, I'm more likely to just keep it inside because I internalize ish, which I, is not necessarily a healthier way to do it. But I understand the perspective of someone that does that. I'm just saying it's just a less, it's a chance that you won't get the nicest active listening me mm-hmm. when you do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can still work on that, but I just know when it has done. I typically don't care as much. <laughs> I don't because it's mm. like it couldn't have bothered you. Because my thing is, if it is one thing when, let's say five months ago, I hurt your feelings, and after that moment, you didn't speak to me, mm-hmm. and then I noticed five like, dang, we haven't spoken in a while. What's up? Mm-hmm. That's different. Mm-hmm. But if you've been in my face mm-hmm. and we've been kicking and whatever, mm-hmm. and you come out of the blue. With some you hurt me and this was so da da da. I'm like, I heard you, but you was kicking it with me this whole time. You a glutton for punishment? Is that what you like to do? I wouldn't even say it's glutton for punishment. It's that maybe because they realized that being your friend was a bigger deal than the, whatever you did to hurt their feelings. Not really, because five months later you want to talk about it, so it's not bigger than mm-hmm. our friendship. And mm-hmm. to me, if we are friends and you are hurt by something. And I clearly don't see it to address it. I don't come to you and say, oh, it looks like I may have hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't say nothing to you. If you're my friend and we cool, I am going to expect you to speak to me about it mm-hmm. and not take 30 years to speak to me about it. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. We're at a certain level of friendship. You can come to me and say, you know what? When we was out last week or even two weeks ago, mm-hmm. you said this or you did this and that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Because if, if, if I didn't bring it up, Cause you know me, I'm direct. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, cause I'm not direct at all. I'm direct, so if I didn't notice it, then I did not. So mm-hmm. you're gonna have to point it out to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying you get a lot more of my empathy if you tell me around when it happens. Cause my other thing is, if especially if it's a, um, you do this all the time, da 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 da. Then I'm even irritated because it's like, why are we even friends? Well, and that's why I said sometimes people don't bring it up until they realize that it's a pattern and then they want to tell you like, okay, so I do realize you do this often. But if it was like the first time that you did it, 
they may have been more likely to just brush it under the rug because they did. They might have thought it was a one-off thing. It's no. It's not. It's nothing big enough to make a fuss about until they realize, like, all right, it's a pattern. And I now guess I, I to- think my thing is is how many times because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna say this right now. Like, I I just don't. It's like when you're in a relationship with someone mm-hmm. and they always like. Um, um, I I personally think you do have to nip stuff in the bud early. I really do. I think because that's a better like, way to do it. Because it's like it's like relationships when people, like when people get married and expect their spouse to change. Oh yeah, stupid. It's as an example of that. Mm-hmm. You dated this person. You was rocking with this person when he did X, Y, and Z all the time, and now all of a sudden you wanted to just drop, and mm-hmm. you don't understand why this person can't just stop. And it's <laughs> like. I, this has never been an issue. You've never said anything. And now all of a sudden, it just pisses you off and you want to stop. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's always fair to the person. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. I just I just don't think it's fair. I also understand in some situations why people don't address it right away. Buck up. <laughs> that's just my opinion. Buck up. I don't think it's that simple. My opinion. Okay. <laughs> Buck up. Life's not simple. Life's hard. Right. Buck up. Put okay. your big person draws on. You gotta learn how to express yourself. But everyone is in different processes of learning how to express themselves. So they may be in the beginning of the learning process. So sharing that they were hurt may not be something that they do right away. Because they, everyone, like I said, is in different processes. I got it. I'm telling you for me, mm-hmm. you bring that to me, you're not going to get the best reaction. I'm not going to sit here and yell at you, but I can't sit here and act like I'm going to care that much. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not going to sit here and be looking at you like, whatever. I'm going to listen to you completely. And I'll say, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to sit up here and really have an in-depth conversation. Because for me, I'll be annoyed that you took that long to say something. Mm-hmm. Point blank. For Shanae, right or wrong, that's just how I'm going to process it. Okay. Um, next, they said, waiting to disclose your opinion. So, I think that's just more of um, letting the person get everything they need to say off their chest. Mm-hmm. Not cutting them off. Before you react. And I even encourage people to, once the person get off their chest, take a moment to... Mm-hmm receive it mm-hmm. and gather your thoughts mm-hmm. be- before you respond. Now that is something I do now. Mm-hmm. I didn't used to always do that, but I realized that, you know, everyone isn't as buck as me <laughs> or direct mm-hmm. or use the language I use. Mm-hmm. And I realized that words hurt and I know that, but even when I'm honest, that hurts people's feelings. So mm-hmm. I know with certain individuals, I have to filter. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I take a minute to process what they're saying, and then I respond. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then last they said is disclosing similar experience to show understanding. Now I do do that. I was gonna say, but there, I think that's a fine line. Yeah, it can't <laughs> it can't switch to about you, right, right. But if it's a, you know, this bothered me when this is this. Being like, okay, so kind of like that time when Dino did da-da-da-da and that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Right. And you wait for that person to say yes. Then you go, 
Okay, and you I go see back how to <laughs> right. Yeah, that would bother you. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, um, because I I hate I absolutely hate when it's like, oh yeah, because when such and such did that to me, but like hold up, this wasn't about you, and now you bringing up your story and just switching the whole thing and making it about you that drives me crazy. But it's a lot of people that do that too. But I also find that. You got to start calling people out on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it don't have to be rude. Right. Or like, you know, I think it's a simple way of saying, you know, look, I I really want to talk about this that was bothering me. Right. Can we just stay on, you know, can we just finish this first? Yeah. Because sometimes I think people don't notice. That's true. Sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. people do. And I think also sometimes when people do that, it may have been a situation that they haven't discussed with anybody else and they was like waiting to get it off their chest. So I understand it. However, if someone is bringing an issue to you, like it says, allow them to get everything out. And then we can talk about your little, well, not little situation, that was demeaning, but we can talk about your situation after because, you know, the one who brought this up was me. Um, So it's not about the other person at all. Right. And then it also talks about just... You know, because we talked about, like, conflict, active listening. But let's say, because we talked about venting. Right. It's kind of the same thing with being a person when someone's venting to. Yeah. Let being, you know, having the good body language, mm-hmm. listening until they're finished. Yeah. Um, not just offering advice off the cuff. Yeah. Because, you know, is this person even looking for advice? They could just look to want to say how they feel. That's mm-hmm. a part of active listening as well yeah yeah that's true and i feel like on the side of the person who is speaking they have to do the same mm-hmm. active listening both ways yeah and that's why i always say that like the best conversation happen when everyone involved come with the mindset to understand one another and not just the mindset of I'm going to get my point across and nobody else's point matter. Like, no, I, I'll come to any conversation willing to learn something new. That don't mean about going to change my opinion, but I'm still coming with the openness and willing to learn and understand other people's perspective about whatever we're discussing. <laughs> Why you make that face? I didn't think I was making a face. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about just facials. Just about... <laughs> You know, I feel like sometimes, this is a personal thing, if you're an expressive person like myself, mm-hmm. typically your emotions are on your face, regardless of you ever having to say something. However, sometimes people get it wrong. <laughs> and so sometimes I feel like people think I'm thinking something or feeling something and I'm really not. Yeah. So I feel like if you're dealing with someone who's expressive, I encourage you to ask them what they're feeling instead of making assumptions. And you know who's similar to that Candy um Burris? Mm-hmm. Cuz her, her eyes, she, she's very expressive. Right. And I had to somewhat learn that about her just watching that, her on TV because Sometimes she even looked like she rolling her eyes and then all of a sudden she start crying. I'm like, well, wait, she was just rolling her eyes, which looked irritated. But I think sometimes the roll her eyes thing specifically she's doing to try to keep herself from crying. And she's like, like you similarly, very, very expressive in her face. And if she feels something, her, her face is going to show it. Um, right. And it may not always match the what exact people emotion. think. Right. So I just feel like if you're dealing, especially with active listening, 
and so when I'm listening to someone, I try to be cognizant of my face. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, it's not what people think. So obviously, I always say you shouldn't assume, and I do it sometimes, and mm-hmm. I try not to. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if if anyone is like me, where you can make a face and people are like, why are you mad? And like you're really not even mad. Mm-hmm. I, that gets annoying for me. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? Like I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if my face. Of tiredness don't match what you think tiredness is supposed to look like. But like, mm-hmm. she's just tired. Mm-hmm. And there be times where I'm not making a face and I'm scathing mad on the inside. Right. So you yeah. just never know. That's true. That's true. But I hope you guys learned something about active listening. Also, this week we posted our 10 favorite things. Um, so if you want to go to our website, goodgirlsbehavingbadly.com to check out some of our 10 favorite things from this year and we put links for everything so that if you want to purchase anything that we reference, you can do so. Um, and also because next Sunday is, um, I was about to say New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, we won't be recording next week. So we just want to wish everyone a happy holidays regardless of what you celebrate. Right. Happy Hanukkah because Hanukkah's going started currently mm-hmm. in- Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa yep, for those who don't Kwanzaa celebrate the day anything. After Christmas. Happy December. Right, happy <laughs> days off. Uh, I, mean, I don't know <laughs> if you don't celebrate any of that then. <laughs> happy Monday. <laughs> right, so you won't be hearing from us next week. However, um, the week after that we have a little special episode coming for you guys so be prepared for that um, on New Year's Eve. We'll have a special episode for you guys and hopefully you'll enjoy it. So as always... This is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.